Hey, this is Julia Voth, and you're listening to the Rated NA Podcast at nerdappropriate.com. Nerdappropriate.com, where we talk about all things nerdy, including movies, comic books, and video games. Uh, we are recording super early because of other scheduling conflicts and packs coming up and other such fun things. But how you guys doing? We're doing great, man. We're doing really good. We actually have a really special guest this week. Um, actress Julia Voth is going to be on the episode. And for those of you who don't know who Julia Voth is, uh, she was actually the model used for Jill Valentine in several of the Resident Evil video games. And she was also uh, Trixie in Bitch Slap. And she's actually currently starring in Project Sarah, uh, which can be found on YouTube. So we are super excited to have her on. And she was an absolute blast. And she um, actually hung in there and endured our dirtiness <laughs> for a while. <laughs> she was really, really cool. She I was really cool. She was so much fun. Yeah. It, it's always weird when you um, – because she was cool enough to do a print interview with us uh, over two years ago. And she was one of our early, early, early interviews. Oh, and yeah. And she kind of stuck with us uh, ever since the interview and and kept in contact with us and would shoot us an email every now and again. And um, we asked her to have we asked to have her back on and she said, yeah, and we think it turned out great. So, yeah, yeah. really, uh, so, really genuine and down to earth. She's very so, cool. Yeah. So definitely hang out and listen to our chat with her because it's a good one. And I think you guys will like it. Let's do the rundown. Cool. So um, otherwise, today on the podcast – uh, we are going to just talk a little bit about the news, um, the news that there is to talk about given the two or three day turnaround from the last time we recorded. <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll go into the interview and we'll give each other back massages and, and maybe talk about packs a little bit more. All right. I need, a, good. I need a back massage. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Let's just um, have a long discussion about back massages. Yeah. I could do it. Technique. I need one. You know what, guys? I'm just going to take out the interview, forget the interview, and we'll just do – we'll talk about <laughs> just, back massages. Just back massages. <laughs> I think this is a plan. Maybe we should just start a back massage podcast where we just discuss technique and is – that, is that a good idea? No? Hillary's yeah. not jumping in on this. I don't know. No, no I'm, I'm not. Just, <laughs> just I'm just like, what? Just it's, just a, it's just a back massage, Hillary. Come on. Don't yeah, be scared. It's not weird. So it's weird. Little... Scott and I give each other back massages all the time. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> Ash, what's going on? Man, um, let's see. We talked a couple days ago. Um, since <laughs> then, I've been in in full uh, PAX prep mode, as much alliteration as I can possibly use. So we're getting ready for the Penny Arcade Expo, and um, we actually did a lot of of uh, booking. All three of us have been doing a lot of booking uh, for appointments and such in the past few weeks. Because uh, for those that are listening who don't really know, you know, much about us or much about Penny Arcade Expo, it's a big gaming expo it's in boston and uh we're going to be out there covering it and this will be our our third east and um i think our fifth packs or sixth sixth packs i think i don't know but we've been there a lot and we love it and we love that they uh, let us go out there and actually cover their event so we're getting prepped for that um i haven't gotten a chance to play too many games since we last spoke which is kind of a bummer i actually did run out and pick up tomb raider after i heard your guys discussion of tomb raider so it's in my tray right now, ready yeah. to go. Yeah, but I haven't so had good. the opportunity to play it. I know I need to. I need to actually uh, complete it before Gears of War Judgment comes out. So that's my mission. No doubt. Um, yeah, and you, I realize that um, once Judgment comes out, you're only going to have about two days before PAX, anyways. Yeah, that's oh. going to be rough. It's <laughs> good be really luck rough. with that. That's I'm not, not going to have too much of a chance to play it. Yeah. So Hillary, what have you been doing? I know you've been having a wonderful day, from what we heard. Oh yeah, I've had a fantastic day. Not no, I've 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 been working not a lot. What? Not Psych. <laughs> Did you hold out your hand and like pull it away and yeah. then like slowly rub it by your? You slowly rubbed it by your temple and went psych psych. <laughs> <laughs> Too slow. <laughs> I love that you said not and you were sincere about it. That's amazing. Thank oh, you for sure. that. Thank you for that. Yeah, all I need to throw in is a couple hellos and I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see working a lot 
Um, yeah, I'm working on a lot of really cool things for PAX East as well with the BioWare stuff. And hopefully we can talk about that really, 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 really soon because I know that there's a lot of you that have a lot of questions. And believe me, there is some really cool stuff that we're doing. So I can't wait to talk about that. Um, my regular job is my regular job. And Sweet. yeah, so that's about it. I haven't done anything too nerdy. I'm kind of waiting and holding out for um, Bioshock Infinite that comes out after PAX. Hopefully yeah. I can dive right into that. Awesome. So that's what I'm waiting for. Cool. What about you guys? Um, you have to pick. Scott? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Hillary. This week uh, I've been playing some of the old Tomb Raider as well. And uh, I actually got to that part that you referenced in the previous podcast. And I, I lost my shit. It was pretty awesome. Um, Wait, the crying part? Or the... The part where she gets tough. Like, really yes. tough. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. It's great to see her character progression in the game. It's it's so exciting. Um, Have you cried at all? No, but, like, I, I'm enthralled. Like, I, I literally can't stop playing it. I'll get to a new area, and I'm like, okay... Just one more area. I'm just going to keep playing. Oh, and then like it's midnight. That's when you know there. a game is great. Yeah. So good. Put it down. Yeah. It it definitely has that kind of um, uncharted draw where you just want to like keep playing to see what's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, Let's see. I downloaded some new Windows 8 RT games on the tablet that I'm excited about. And... Uh, and that thing that I've been doing for like the last 22 years on and off again is is really going to finish someday, I'm happy to say. I know we don't talk about it a lot, but... <laughs> Masturbation? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. For 22 he's, he's, years. He's figuring out how to finish it. Uh, One of these days, Scott. It's a lot of build-up. No. <laughs> I, I got some good news today, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Good, man. And I wish good. you all the luck in the world. Yay. Thanks. So maybe by the summer, that'll be, that'll be done. Then can we say... Well, we'll say we'll save it till then. Okay. Yeah, save it. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. So, Matt, what's going yeah. on, buddy? Let me just say this, guys. Mm. Chubby Tree is a regular Metropolis at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if it could only be a regular Xbox Arcade name, too. Oh, I know. I uh, lost it. I think it's gone forever. It's got to be a way. Of time. It's got to be a way. Uh, I have been playing encountered... a ton. Go ahead. Have you encountered any of the issues that I keep reading about, about like um, sim pathfinders not working or streets have to be made in weird ways because it's not people don't get jobs or something? I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Um, if I have, I know what you're talking about. If I have, I haven't noticed. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't, mm. it didn't stick out necessarily, but I'm also not like in any game. I'm not really a min maxer. Like I just do it because I like to have fun building cities, not necessarily make the best thing ever created i did get a weird one last night um while i was playing i got a (laughs) no one got a weird one last night uh while you were playing (laughs) and uh but i built i built this city where i kind of wanted to have like a city center that was like a big circle and then i had like roads coming off of it and one of the roads yes and one of the roads was like super long like i built this huge road coming off of it and it kept telling me that i hadn't uh zoned residential or something it was giving me a weird like no one's gonna build a house and i was like why there's like plenty of place and they it, it was weird but eventually it, it kind of kicked in i built some roads around it and it, it was fine but that might have been that what you're exactly what you're talking about but i haven't noticed too much else i'm having a freaking blast it honestly is a shame how poorly it launched because it is a really good game and it's a lot of fun uh I did notice there. Kotaku posted an article about it. I did notice that I went offline for like twenty minutes at one point, and it didn't care or do anything. It just kept rolling like everything was fine. Hmm. So that whole like always online thing, I think there's apparently some buffer to it where if you That's lose nice. connection or anything, or if the servers go down, they don't like immediately boot you off. Um, what else have I done? Well, I watched Looper for the first time. Nice. What was that? Is it is it better than the movie Jumper? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's callback joke be. for our long time listeners honestly i was mad at myself for not seeing it this long it is a really good movie like i really, really oh i enjoyed the hell out of it do you didn't like it did you watch yeah, it I, yeah i watched it but i i don't think it was like amazing it was okay really? loved yeah. it i actually enjoyed it Ooh. i loved how they played with time and like basically flat out said you know like this will cause a paradox this is why we shouldn't do this and like just like talked about it 
like you would talk about a time shifting movie later and you know like as a real, real person like they just dealt with it in the movie i thought it was cool hmm. i mean it wasn't yeah. like the best written thing ever created it wasn't oscar nominated worthy or anything but i thought it was a good movie a really solid movie it's um, kind of sad it was a little sad but it could have a happy ending to it without spoiling it hmm. for one of hmm. the smaller characters if you will <laughs> very small <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I also watched it in 120 hertz, which is the first time I've ever done that on a TV. And it is fucking weird, guys. <laughs> huh. It looks, it looks you, kind of. You're shit. explaining at dinner that it looks kind of like hyper realistic, almost like yes, a soap like opera no, or something. Yeah, nothing blurs. So yeah. like motion hmm. is perfectly crystal clear. And when things are like green screened or CG'd or something like that, it looks really awful. Like everything, you see every little piece of everything inside of it. Mm. So uh, I, we weren't, we found out we could turn it off after we finished the movie and we turned it off and we watched some of the scenes that look particularly bad and it looked like miles better. So yeah, I'm not sold on that. Hmm. I don't understand. I'm sure it's amazing for sports and other such things that like crystal clearness would be good for, but for movies, it was weird. Hmm. But uh, I think that's about it. Cool. Well, so guys, speaking of yeah. watching weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Hillary. <laughs> News. <laughs> so uh, what's weird is, well, maybe not so weird, but weird to some. Weird in the sense that it's cool is that um, Kristen Bell and a couple of other folks are starting a Kickstarter to raise money to have a Veronica Mars movie. I mm. can't even say that. Veronica Mars. <laughs> yes. Now, who, so this, who, this is pretty cool. who is this Kristen who Bell? Who is interested? So Kristen Bell is the, uh, the, the lady that you may know um, from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> or Mamassin's Mead. Or Mamassin's Mead. No, um, what's pretty incredible is that uh, Kristen Bell and, and uh, Rob Thomas set out to make this movie. And it was Rob Thomas's idea, who was, of course, the not not Matchbox 20s Rob <laughs> Thomas. Wait, Scott is now holding a signed picture of Christian, Kristen Bell that says, what does it say <laughs> to Scott? It says, for Scott, love Kristen Bell. That's and so I do. So, so when- that that's so weird how that works out. Yeah. So when your marriage comes down to keeping your wife or keeping that photo, <laughs> <laughs> uh... there's at least going to be a moment of hesitation before you throw the photo out. It's a trap. <laughs> so anyway, like mm. we were saying, Rob Thomas um, had always wanted to make a Veronica Veronica Mars movie to kind of wrap up what happens with the character because it was his, you know, his baby, his pet project, and it kind of got canceled prematurely um, after the third season, and. Kristen Bell's always been a huge fan of the project and a huge fan of Rob Thomas, and she loves the character so much. And if anyone's ever watched Veronica Mars, you probably know why. It's a it's an incredible character in terms of um, in terms of uh, powerful female protagonists. Um, she ranks very very high up on the list. She uses her intellect to solve crimes, and she's she's really really strong and just a great great character. So obviously, you know, Kristen Bell loved playing her. Um, so today, and today is uh, for the record, we're recording on March 13th, so you're not going to get this for a little while, but today they actually started their Kickstarter campaign. Uh, when I got wind of it, it was at about $700,000, right? Um, when we started recording this podcast, it was almost at the $2 million goal, and now as we have been recording this podcast, it has met its $2 million goal. Yep. Uh, so there will be a Veronica Mars movie. There are still 30 days left in the Kickstarter. <laughs> Whoa. So it made its goal in less than a day. Wow. Um, and so this could possibly end up being a big budget Veronica Mars film because if the Kickstarter keeps going, uh, it says down here on the list, of course, that if it goes over, then they're going to use that money to you know make the movie bigger and better. So it uh, looks like in uh, 2014, 2015, we will see a brand new Veronica Mars project funded by Kickstarter. What do you guys think about um, them kind of just circumventing Hollywood and just saying, fuck it, let's get the fans to pay for our movie? That's kind of cool. Do you agree or disagree with it? Well, I mean... I mean, they're going to be making money off the ticket sales too, so I don't know. I mean, it it may have been something that like, you could not have convinced the studio to make 
in the first place. So if this actually gets it done so the fans can see the movie, then maybe it's not so bad. So did he actually still hold rights to it? That's what I don't get. Is he buying rights along with making the movie or um, does he still own it? I don't know if he still owns it, but I know that if I I was reading correctly because I read the whole big post today. and It's a huge post. If you go to their Kickstarter campaign and just do a search for Veronica Mars, uh, you'll be able to find it. But they are going to get distribution through Warner Brothers. Uh, Ah. So it's some there is some sort of deal in place. Um, Warner Brothers may have said something to the effect of, "Hey, if you can get the money, we'll help distribute it." Um, so it looks like uh, some sort of relationship has been established between the two. But I personally, I think this is a great idea. Um, I oh, it says, of course, Warner Brothers still owns Veronica Mars. Oh, there we, and we would need their blessing and cooperation to pull this off. Kristen and I met with Warner Brothers, and they agreed to allow us to take this shot. Cool. So I don't know if they're distributing it. It sounds like they're blessing them to actually make it because they own the the rights to Veronica Mars still. Cool. Hmm. Very. So either way, I I think this is a great idea. Um, I could easily see you know uh, other projects, and I, I don't even want to say Firefly, but imagine if if they put a Firefly kick- Jericho or Jericho. Oh, there you go. Both of those would get funded in days. You know what I mean? If, if Firefly's mm-hmm. like, hey, we can we can make a Firefly. Uh, one shot, you know, movie for ten million dollars. I think it would get funded in about two hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, or a, or a BSG movie about Starbucks. Whoa, oh, that's just a personal thing of yours. <laughs> <laughs> She's already got the script. Yeah, so it's ready to go, go to the Kickstarter. <laughs> well, I for one, I loved Veronica Mars. It was a show that I didn't think I was going to really enjoy, and ended up uh, really, really liking it. So. I'm glad to see that it's going to be coming back, at least for uh, a little short movie, which is great. Or a feature. I don't know, but I feel like I always say this every time we talk about Kickstarter. Like, where does where does the fan entitlement begin and end in a situation like this? If you funded the movie directly with your own hard-earned money, yeah, um, don't you kind of want to have some influence on it? Well, I, I, I mean, that's not really the, the bargain of Kickstarter. Yeah, you're donating. That's that's the whole thing. And uh, what if what if you hate the ending? Well, then you have made a poor donation. Um, at least there's going to be an end product. <laughs> that is true, yeah. but do you have to pay to see it. You probably will. Well, mm-hmm. actually, if you if you get one of the higher tiered rewards, you get free DVDs and stuff. So it does. You do get a free version. If so. you pledge, so it's almost like you pre-ordered it. Yeah, yeah. And if you pledge five hundred dollars or more, Kristen Bell will record up to a fifty. 15 second outgoing voicemail message for you. You can decide what the message will say within the bounds of good taste. Yeah. <laughs> Does having her plug our podcast count as bad taste? I was going to say, can we start a Kickstarter to raise $500 <laughs> to get Kristen Bell to say something on our podcast? There's one below that. I was telling that earlier. One below that, that um, she will follow you on Twitter for a year. Whoa. <laughs> what? That's awesome. Scott is actually somebody. Somebody's just paying to just at at respond to her just over and over and over again. Please pay attention to me, Kristen Bell. Please pay mm-hmm. attention to me, Kristen Bell. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh god. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So Matt, you know a lot about this. Um, we are all curious about what's going to be happening with, of course, Justice League and the rest of the DC Universe movies um, because they're kind of in a, a state of flux right now. So Right. So so early reports early reports were that the Justice League movie is terrible and that <laughs> they've basically canned the script for like the third time and no one's been able to pull it together. And the latest rumor, this actually came out last week, so it's a little bit old news, but we had such a packed episode that I didn't bother trying to squeeze it in. But um, early report is that Christian... Christopher Nolan uh, is going to be brought on as an executive producer or producer role for Justice League, as well as pretty much every other DC Universe movie that's going to come out. And that Christian Bale and possibly Henry Cavill will come back and appear as Batman and Superman in the Justice League movie, thus making it more akin to Marvel's kind of Whedon verse, you know, uh, take on all of the all of the properties that Marvel has right now. This would be the Nolan verse actually would be controlling the Justice League, which I said I didn't think was going to happen, but would be amazing if it did. So, what do you guys think? Would you go see a Justice League movie if if it's under the reins of? And they've even said that Zack Snyder may be brought on 
as the director if the Superman movie does as well as everybody's thinking it's going to do? Um, I'd love to give it a shot. I yeah. mean, I guess it, it depends on the quality of the script. That's the most important thing for a movie like this, right? So if they can get the characters right and they can get the feel of the universe right and pulling off what Joss Whedon did was nearly impossible. Like that movie should have been a colossal failure. Um, So seeing if, you know, a a new team can actually do that, that's the interesting thing. I don't necessarily agree that like the Nolan verse or like Nolan's vision is the best for DC, but uh, he, you know, he's good at what he does too. (laughs) Yep. Well, I I think it's, he's got such, he's created such a different universe for DC than, Marvel created it with Whedon and with um, uh, just blanked on his freaking name. Singles guy. What's his name? Favreau. Yeah. Favreau. Um, so, you know, maybe it's that kind of one side to another that this way they don't look like they're just mimicking whatever Marvel's doing. They're actually creating their own sort of universe at the same time. Plus we also have to remember that Gotham is a dark city and Batman is a dark tale. Like it's, it's always done that way. So if, Superman and the Justice League can be a little more fantastical underneath Nolan. Maybe maybe it would work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't know if I really want any more. I am Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Henry Cavill. Yeah, yes, definitely. Yes. Um, <laughs> just like the dude because he's because he's Superman and he's like a strapping gentleman. Yeah. And his and his outfit is not bright blue. I like that as Navy. And he was on the Tudors and the Tudors goes down. Uh, in history. OK, so you, ha- so you actually do have like a legitimate reason for liking him hmm. rather than oh, just like, yeah. you know, he he's a hot strapping dude. No, he was amazing on the Tudors. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Respect so, I mean, restored. Uh, Achievement unlocked. (laughs) Is Ash's respect really an achievement? (laughs) Uh, So I think the key to this is going to be to see what Man of Steel does. You know, I mean, if if it really is that good and it's got Zack Snyder at the helm with Christian or God, I keep saying that Christopher Nolan (laughs) producing, then uh, maybe a Justice League movie could be pulled off with this team possible you know i mean if he's producing with that director then they have some say over the script too and i have yet to see nolan put out a poorly written movie mm-hmm. does it That's have to true. be christian bale though no offense christian bale but like let's get a new batman because <laughs> he listens to this podcast yeah i don't <laughs> think he does i really can't uh, stand it <laughs> well i'll talk You're to mr mr bale who listens to our <laughs> podcast I'll, t- I'll talk to mr bale and see if he'll lighten up on the growl does All that right. work? That works. Yes. Thanks, man. Good. We appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, last but not least in our short news today, um, we're going to talk just briefly about PAX because this may or may not be the last podcast that goes live before we're actually all up in Boston together hanging out. Um, unless we do the emergency cast. We don't know. We don't know. We right. the, emergency, the emergency cast. Um. So we uh, a couple quick announcements. Announcement number one is um, this is the third time we'll be doing this, but we are having our pre-PAX party, which um, people have started to name the NAP, <laughs> the nerd appropriate, <laughs> yeah. the nerd appropriate pre-PAX party. There will be little napping actually at this nerd appropriate pre-PAX party. But um, if you are interested in attending the nerd appropriate pre-PAX party, um, it's Honestly, just a, a casual social gathering that's going to take place on Thursday night before uh, PAX East. And um, there's no dress code. There's no fancy nothing. You just kind of show up and hang out and um, hang out with like-minded people and have a good time. And it'll be ourselves and uh, a bunch of other podcasts and um, you know just good people. So if you're interested in hanging out with good people like us, because mm. we're good people, <laughs> yeah. Uh, send my. Sounds like you're trying to email. convince yourself of that. I, I am. I am. <laughs> I'm a good person. I swear. Um, send me an email, Ash at nerdappropriate.com, and um, I will go ahead and forward you the details about the address and where to where to be and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also, Hillary is going to be doing a bunch of stuff at PAX this year. Hillary, why don't you inform our brave listeners what you're going to be doing? Okay, so um, most of the time I'll be at the Bioware base in room 206 AB, which is right next to the main theater. So if you go up the stairs, second floor, you can't really miss it. So come to the Bioware base and say hi. Um, I know you guys will be there from time to time as well, which Mm -hmm. would be awesome. Woohoo! 
Yes. And um, yeah, on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in the Corgi Theater. I have no I idea where that. the Corgi Theater is, but it's a cool name. But, so that's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> who cares? It's Corgis. Yeah, who cares? It's the Corgis. <laughs> yeah. So I will be on a panel um, called Foreplay, Romance, and Games with no, uh, Mylin. You, you have to say it in your wait. radio voice. Yeah. Oh, God. <clears throat> okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, everybody quiet. Okay. Foreplay, Romance, and Games. Oh, that sounds <laughs> interesting. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. That. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about romance and games. It'll be fun. Ah, so, <laughs> wow. I never could have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be moderated by Sean Baptiste, which is, uh, he's a really cool guy. And uh, Melissa and Anna from Press to Reset will be there. And then an author named Lacey, who sounds really amazing, will also be there. So come with questions and um, listen to us talk about how we like to romance make believe characters in our spare time. Nice. Cool. Don't, don't forget my Lynn because she'll be there too. No, I said my Lynn. She said my Lynn. Oh, I thought so. She was my first name. I didn't hear. I'm sorry. I have I have a bad ear. We love you, my Lynn. <laughs> have a bad ear. I have a bad ear. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. Have you have you resolved your beef with uh, Melissa Kay yet? Um, we're gonna have a showdown at PAX. Oh, all right. Yeah. So we're bringing spurs and revolvers wow. and um, tumbleweeds, and we're gonna have a little standoff. Wow. Not gonna be at the nap, is it? It might be at the nap. What's a Canadian standoff like? <laughs> Something with me. <maple> <laughs> yeah, it's very polite. <laughs> hey, you want to hey. take the first shot? Can <laughs> <laughs> go about your business. I think the, the best thing is like, you know, the, the whole Canadian stereotype about maple syrup. When Melissa Kay met us, she brought us maple syrup. <laughs> but it was so good. I loved it. It was oh, really good. Man. How'd she get it across the border? I don't know. I think it was Smuggled like under it. three ounces. It was really small. <laughs> oh, maybe instead of doing like a Wild West thing, we'll do a match of curling. There we oh, go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She can teach us how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just assume that she can do it too, right? Indeed. <laughs> and she's probably really, really good at hockey. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so how much of this are we going to cut? I was trying to take probably this in not. a positive direction. <laughs> <laughs> Did not work. So Okay, guys, here is our chat with actress Julia Voth. Uh, of course, you can follow her on Twitter at Julia Voth. And we'll be right back after our interview with Julia to wrap things up. We are here with our very special guest, actress Julia Voth. Hello, Julia. Woohoo! Huh? <laughs> hey, we- Julia. Oh. Hey, guys. How are you? We're awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners that have been listening for a while or, and readers that have been reading for a while, uh, we did run a print interview with you a long time ago. And it just it, it happened to land on Valentine's Day, which was kind of ironic and silly. But um, Aww, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for our listeners who don't know who Julia Voth is, uh, Julia has been in a lot of really awesome stuff. Um, she's starring right now in Project Sarah, which is on YouTube under the IGN Start label or imprint or what is it? I guess what's the right word for that, guys? Is it like- uh, a channel? Channel. There we go. IGN. There you go. It's a new wow, thing. Wow, Ash. I had brand. That's what I, I was, I was like, with. am I right? Should I just throw it out there? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm right. really professional. Um, but other than Project Sarah, um, you may have seen her in the film Bitch Slap, which is ridiculous and awesome and so much fun. So much fun. And, um, it was a good time. It looked like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. It looked like a totally good time. And uh, for those of you who have been around for a while, um, you probably saw Julia as uh, Jill Valentine. She's actually the model that um, Jill Valentine was based on in a bunch of the Resident Evil games, which is where I first saw you. And I'm going to embarrass myself right here because why the hell not? Yeah. But I was like, I was do like, it. Do I was it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, I love Jill Valentine. She's so awesome. And, and like, she's my favorite video game character. And then years went by and then I ran into this guy at college and he's like, you know, Jill Valentine's based on a real person. And I kind of just did this like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
awesome. And then um, I started, you know, admiring you from afar, not in a creepy, stalkery way, but like I was like, oh, she's a real person, <laughs> and and she's actually a kind of cool person. So I was like, this is awesome. So Sweet. now we finally have you on the show, and it's going to be great. So glad to be here. That's awesome. Yeah, I know a lot of people didn't realize that she wasn't just this completely, you know, digital made up. It was like based off of a person. So that's it's really nice for, you know, for people to discover that so much, you know, so many years down the road. It's really cool. Absolutely. So I like to start off and um, I, I know the answer to this, but um, some of our listeners might not. But you have a really awesome origin story because you kind of grew up in like the snowy wilds of Canada and then had this crazy transition. I, I, love, I love to make things dramatic. So the snowy, icy, snowy, snowy wastelands. Saskatchewan, <laughs> Canada, far north wilderness. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your, your origin, uh, what you're like as a kid, and then maybe how you kind of um, left Canada and went and did some other stuff. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I grew up on a farm in Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, we had like 1,200 acres. We were a grain farm. Actually, the farm is still in my family. It's been my great-great-grandfather homestead at like 110 years ago. Um, wow. So it's been in my family forever. And uh, my dad still lives on the farm and farms there every year and everything. And um, so I grew up with two brothers and a sister. And I'm surrounded by two boys, older brother, younger brother. And um, so I, I kind of grew up doing boy stuff and making forts and, you know, just doing the climbing trees, getting dirty, you know, things that you do when you're a kid on a farm with your brothers. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah. And, and it was, I mean, it was a great way to grow up. It was, it was, um, you know, super safe. It's beautiful up there. You know, my whole family was up there, but I always knew that when I was growing up, there's always like something else, something else that I wanted to do. And, um, I think I was like 12 and I went up to my mom and was like, mom, I want to be a model. And she was like, okay, if that's what you want to do, we can, we can make that happen. And that's a cool mom. <laughs> She's my, I have a cool, cool family. I do. I have a, I have an, I have an awesome family. Mom and dad, everyone's been super supportive my whole life. So, um, a lot to them for sure. But, um, and then, so I, I was, when I was 14, I had an opportunity to go to Japan, um, and model and she came with me, um, traveled with me till I was about 17. And, uh, so yeah, went to Japan when I was 14 and then on my second trip when I was 15 is when I did the Resident Evil job. So, so how how did how did Capcom um end up casting you or how were you discovered by them for that part? Yeah, it was it was an audition really. Uh showed up at this like skyscraper office building and walked into this room with this long table full of Japanese businessmen looking very stern, <laughs> very, very like not smiling. And they're like, just like look really intimidating. I was like, and I was like 15. I'm like, oh, here's wow. my book. I'm a model, you know, not really knowing what I'm there for. <laughs> and they said it was for a video game, but we didn't know. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the rest games and I don't, um, I know that the first one I was in was, and I think one that, you know, broke a lot of, um, boundaries when it came to effects and and just what they're able to do yeah yeah absolutely and um so anyways a couple days later my agency got a job uh got a call and they said that i got the job so i was like that's pretty sweet so i went to the job and i they scanned me into a computer and they my hands my feet my tongue that my ears like everything into a computer yeah different facial expressions so when she's scared it's my scared face or that is so cool yeah, different, you know, different vowel um, like sound shapes with my mouth. And then they just put it all together, threw it into a computer and jumbled it up. And born was Jill Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Very cool. <laughs> so, I mean, Jill, Jill Valentine's kind of an iconic character. And like you said, Resident Evil is like huge. I mean, that groundbreaking at the time. And it's still an amazing series. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, you get stopped a lot. And what was it like the first time that someone recognized you as Jill? Uh, yes, yeah, so it has happened a few times. Um, and I was at a premiere. Uh, actually, it was like a bitch slap thing. And I was walking out the door and someone said, Jill? Jill? And I was like, and I stopped walking and my mom happened to be there. And she was like, um, Julia, I think I think that person's talking to you. And I oh, turned wow. around and I was like, what? You're talking to me? And it was That's so incredible. awesome. They're like, oh, Jill Valda in the game. And I was, I mean, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's cooler than being recognized for any movie or television show or anything else I've ever done. That is really being cool. Being recognized because of a video game is pretty amazing. That's, that's that is awesome. cool. 
we, yeah, um, it, it's pretty flattering. So yeah, <laughs> that is really neat. We um we've been asking uh, the community, various communities, to send us questions for you. And uh, one question that landed in our lap was actually about the Jill Ballantyne character. So we figured we'd throw it in here. Uh, this okay. one's from a gentleman by the name of Michael Williamson. Um, and he says, if they did a remake of Resident Evil and approach you to reprise the role of Jill, would you be up for it? And he says, that is a Julia Voth's fan dream. So that, that is a dream of Mr. Michael Williamson. Oh. That's pretty awesome. Uh, well, it's a dream of mine, too. I would love, love to play Jill Valentine in any sort of movie or something or video game or anything. It's been it's been a, a she's I mean, I because I did it when I was so young and it's been part of my career for so long and it, it actually led to Project Sarah. That's actually how I got the job for Project Sarah was because Ben, who wrote it and created it, was looking for a Jill Valentine esque character. Oh. And, and see I think Google's I Google and there I was. So Yeah, that's incredible. So to be honest, the first time I think you actually messaged me and said, Hey, I have this thing because I was bugging you about something, which I do periodically, but <laughs> uh, but you said I have this thing coming up. I can't tell you what it is yet, but you're gonna like it. And then it was the the original Project Sarah, the short the short film. Yeah. And when I first watched it, your character's name is Jillian. Uh yeah. or Gillian Gillian or Jillian? Jillian. So, it's Jillian. Yeah. So your character's name is Jillian, but She's called Jill in the first episode, and I was like, mm-hmm. I did this like triple take. I was like, yeah. Did they say her name was Jill? I'm like, I what is that this? too? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, is this a resident? I was like, totally floored. I didn't know what was going on. I thought it might be some like secret like guerrilla marketing for the new Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what was going on. But tell us a little bit more about getting involved in Project Sarah because first of all, all of us have seen it, and we all think it's totally amazing, and everybody needs to watch it. Um, the level the production value on this is is honestly like a huge huge it's huge i mean it's like a huge budget action film combined with you know science fiction and and, and yeah it's, as well so. you know i'm so so excited about it and so proud of what everyone did everyone worked really really hard and i think that it shows um yeah from the first one and especially like now the, the next five that we did um you know we just wanted to take the story and make it bigger and and better and you know we have helicopters and we have it's just like you know we have like this little mini car chase and it's just like I mean I think for a webisode I think we you know we wanted to sort of break the rules a little bit and to change people's minds of what a webisode could be I think a lot of people have a lot of ideas of what it is if it's low budget or the acting's not good or the quality of everything you know mm-hmm. and I think we wanted to be like you know no we're gonna make something amazing I mean you we're have helicopter- you helicopters free, and stuff you know? <laughs> It's ridiculous. I mean, the, the budget must have been absolutely huge, or at least it's made to look huge because there's just a, there's a lot going on in this. Yeah, they had, it, I think they, I mean, for a webisode, I think that they had a really they had a decent budget for sure. And uh, you know, I know uh, IGN saw it and Fox funded it too, and they uh, you know I think they saw something special in it and wanted to you know just see more. I think with everyone else, so we were I was very flattered. You know, we put a lot into the first one. And the first one, I mean, honestly, I don't didn't have that much of a budget. It was more of a passion project, really. Yeah. So to be able to take that and make it into something more was really, really great. Well, just so, the, the oh, sorry, sorry to cut you off, oh, but sorry. just the, the look of it, uh, the look <laughs> of the series alone. I mean, budget aside, the first episode takes place like mainly in a warehouse, but mm-hmm. the angles that are used and the effects are just brilliant. So I mean, it, you know, it's it's. Uh, that, thank pretty- you. That's that's Ben. You know, Ben Houchel. He's uh, he has such a, a really really great vision he has a great eye he um, we've worked together on several projects now so we have a really good working relationship we get each other on set and um, it's really it's really nice working with him because he just allows me to take my time and you know explore the moments and really be able to live in it and and discover the little bits and I think that's why a I'm really happy with my performance all you know through the whole arc of the story so far and it looks really good. He really he knows how to take his time and and really you know, yeah, make- absolutely. It looks great. You mentioned the uh, direction of the shoot and having the time to like sort of explore the character and the space and everything. And uh, I rewatched it today, and uh, I noticed that you there was something really interesting about the film, and that was that like you 
you make taking cover look like the most interesting thing I've ever seen. And I thought that was really <laughs> cool. Like you take these like super cool action poses when you get behind cover. And I don't, I don't know if that was something of your choosing or something that was yeah. like a direction, but I, I just, I thought that was like a really neat touch. I actually like, noticed that too, actually. Yeah. Oh, I think awesome. it was, I think I noticed I think... it at the helicopter scene when you finally got to the warehouse. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah. Um, that's really awesome. Thank you. No, I, that's just, that's just me. That was just me. <laughs> of me taking cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was totally like action inspired. I thought it was really cool. I was like, wow, this is really fascinating. <laughs> like usually you take cover and you just wait for them to stop shooting and you jump out and shoot them back. But like, right, right. yeah, it was just like, there was a pose and I was like, wow, that's really badass. This action pose. You yeah, know? There were a couple of scenes where you like drop to your knees and you're like firing. Like I was like, this is just awesome. I'm like yeah. so, so super badass. Thank you. Well, you know what? And I, I attribute that again to the people that Ben surrounded me with. We had incredible uh, stunt coordinators and, and um, uh, weapon experts and everything. So I, I really like we had we, we really shot those five episodes in two weeks, but we had a whole week of rehearsal and training and everything just to make sure everything was right. So when I was on set and when we were doing those things, it, it probably looks natural because it felt very natural. You know, and I was very prepared to do it. You don't just go and have all that stuff happening and just do it. You know, you, yeah. it takes a lot of, you know, practice and yeah, training. Like, so I think that's that's probably why it really shows. Looks There's... so great. So thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think there was a, I think there was a scene towards the end where you're you're taking cover on a corner and there's a guy that rounds the corner and you shoot him in the head. The clothesline, his, head, his right? head like smacks up against the wall. It was incredible. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. That, is, oh, yeah. that seems so cool. Yeah. I actually had that in my notes here. I called it the pistol clothesline I was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the guy's <laughs> running at you, and instead of, you know, what you just you, – you shot him as he ran by, and it totally looked like you were clotheslining but with a gun. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> the pistol clothesline. I yeah. love that. I'm going to yeah. tell that to Ben. He's going he's gonna to – It was great. No, yeah. It was really cool. I, I do have to ask you. Um, so you you trained a little bit with Zoe Bell on the bitch, on the set of Bitch Slap. So I was wondering if you, if you took anything from her uh, – tutelage and actually brought it over to project sarah oh for sure yeah i mean i think everything that i've learned from previous projects you know you keep it and then you want to build and build with um whatever you're doing at the moment but yeah she's i mean she's fantastic she is badass and incredible and i love her and uh you know so yeah she was she was definitely helped give me um in the beginning of my career um some really good basics for the whole the, the physical part of what I love to do and this whole crazy genre, you know, action fighting yeah, yeah, stuff that I love to do. So yeah, she, you know, it's definitely, it's just, you know, she helped give me the basics and then everything I've done just, you know, you just learn specific for what you're doing for the certain project or. Yeah. Absolutely. So we do kind of have to ask this cause we, you know, we're fans of you and fans of project Sarah. Um, not really much of a spoiler, but it ends in kind of a, a massive cliffhanger. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're kind of curious. Um, can you tell us what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, can we see I a season two? Actually, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know what happens next either. I haven't read what happens next. I uh, I know there's, I mean, there's a lot of directions that it could take. We could do more, um, more webisodes. You know, we could do that. We could do a movie. Um, some people were, I was reading online, people wanted to see it as a TV show. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. you know, I That'd think that awesome. there was a lot, yeah, I think there's a lot of really great feedback and a lot of people want to see more, which I dig. I want to do more. I really, really enjoyed it. So it's just uh, now seeing what direction it takes and if it's, you know, but I, I have a really good feeling that, you know, nothing's set in stone, but I really hope that we get to all see what, what happens because awesome. I want to see. I don't even know. <laughs> I, think awesome. I know what happens, but I don't know what happens. <laughs> it has a it has a really great tone. It feels like a really uh, high pressure show, similar to like Twenty Four or something of that mm-hmm. nature, where you know the clock is ticking. You don't know what's going to happen next, and you're on the run. But then there's this whole interesting biological weapon aspect to it. So I think it's great, and uh, definitely all of our listeners should uh, totally check out Project Sarah because it is unique and it is a lot of fun, and, and Julia is awesome in it. Aw, thanks. You're yeah, welcome. no, I, I really, Absolutely. I appreciate that. <laughs> so we um, have been asking around for community questions, and we're just gonna have a kind of do a lightning round here, and uh, okay, we'll read who said them, and there's a couple interesting ones in here. That we're... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I'll take the first one. All right, sounds good. So um, Bernard Benuin, ho- I, I really hope that I don't screw that up, but I'm sorry <laughs> if I do. 
Which actors and directors would you like to work with in the near future? Okay. Um, well, I, I love Quentin Tarantino. I mean, I think something like it kind of goes back to the, the bitch slap sort of like the, the genre that I love to do. I think he's just incredibly brilliant and, you know, has this um, has just this eye and makes everything entertaining, no matter if it's like suspenseful or it's funny. It's Absolutely. it's just entertain. It's pure entertainment. And I and I, yeah, and I love that. Um, thinking about like actors and stuff. Uh, Ryan Gosling's cute, so I say that. Um, <laughs> Very honest answer. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> no shame in saying that. No, no, come on, why not? Um, <laughs> let me think. Let me give you like a serious, um, serious answer. Um, I've always been. I've actually always been a huge fan of Hugh Jackman. I think he's just he's just yeah. so so friggin' talented in he's anything that he talent. does. I would yeah, love absolutely. to just like. If I couldn't act with him, I just want to be on set and watch him. So um, something like that. Um, I love the Coen brothers, of course. Um, who else would I love to work with? Um, geez. Steven Spielberg. There you go. That's a oh, wow. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that guy. I hear he's pretty no, good. No. I hear he's pretty I think good. He, I, think, I think it's a safe bet. You know. <laughs> yeah, Back to Tarantino kinda... for just a second. Django yes. was so good, wasn't it? it was oh, incredible. my gosh. I was just, I was blown away. I loved it. It was really long. It was the only mo- long movie that I was so happy it was so long. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I didn't want to leave the theater. It was so great. I just want to, like, hang out with Christoph Waltz and just stare at him because he's so incredible okay you know what i was i was at an oscars party um <laughs> a couple i guess a couple weekends ago now and um he walked by me oh, so have you, have you seen the snl skit where he's he's uh yeah. jesus unchanged <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and i wanted to turn yeah. to him and go the h is silent because like i was just <laughs> oh my god i and then he like walked by me and i just oh it, 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 i i i missed my moment <laughs> so you you got to stare at him which is one of my dreams so i did he walked by me <laughs> And then he kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Um, yeah. We have another one from uh, this one's from Twitter. Uh, it's at uh, Alyssa on Twitter. And she says, plans for a bitch slap, bitch slap sequel. The world needs more Trixie. So I guess she's asking, will we see a bitch slap sequel? Oh, man, I hope so. Um, I actually just had dinner with um, Aaron and Amrika the other night. And uh, we were talking about it. And, uh, you know, I, I think everyone would be on board because we had so much fun. You know, and I think people still really, really want to see it. Um, yeah, you know what? I I I actually spoke to um, Eric Rendeman, uh, writer and producer, a little while ago and kind of asked him. And I think that, you know, that's the thing about filmmaking. Everyone wants to do it. I think there might even be a script, but it's like it's nice. sometimes just really hard to get even even a sequel you know, for things to happen. Yeah. It's like, I think to a movie to be actually made and produced and then it's like out is a miracle in itself. Cause there's so many, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong, but Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it's uh it's something I would really love to do for sure. I would love to play Trixie again, especially now where she went, you know, yeah. like she's like, she's now this like super like awesome badass. <laughs> like I have a sword and I'm going to like cut your head off. I want to do that more. So <laughs> <laughs> That would be great. <laughs> I definitely want to see that. Well, and by the way, bitch slap, bitch slap has been so cool to us. They retweet us and and kind of back us up all the time when we're you know uh, communicating with you. So if they're listening to this, whoever is in charge of the bitch slap uh, social communication, you guys are awesome. So they thanks. are. We, I mean, honestly, from the beginning, we've been so lucky. We have so many people online um, that are just there's, you know, they they are the reason why so many people know about bitch slap. So you know. It's really awesome. So thanks, guys. Yes, thanks. thanks from us, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually segues, um, since you were talking about Aaron Cummings. Um, this question is actually from Lainey Hartley on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And this is not for me. This is from Lainey Hartley. <laughs> just want to be clear. Sure, quote unquote. Clarifying. <laughs> she says, what was it like making out with Aaron Cummings? Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I've, I've said this before in other interviews. She had nice soft lips. You know, mm. that was, I mean, there was nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, was it cramped and awkward and not fun at all in the sweaty little trailer we're in? Yes. You know, it was like, it wasn't, I, I love it. It's so funny because it's like, um, it, it looks all like, you know, sexy and this like crazy, you know, makeout scene or whatever. And I mean, we just spent all afternoon kissing. And by the end, like my mouth was sore and I was just like. 
Yeah. It was just like, it was just, it's weird. Cause she's my friend, you know, yeah, so yeah. Like, that is like, odd. my friend and you know, and, but you know, it was, um, I'm, I'm very, um, very, uh, serious actress and, you know, Trixie needed that. <laughs> and, uh, actually Pinky did. And Method you know, acting, it, was, right? it was, it was the, uh, it was the, it was the deep need and desire to, you know, get hers that drove it. And it was nothing <laughs> to do with me. <laughs> Amazing. Great answer. <laughs> I don't think people realize how many people are in the room when that when that happens and the crew and the it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also in Video Village where the monitors are. So, you know, it's not even just the people actually in the trailer. It's the people standing right outside holding the light and then strangers walking by spritzing you down and stuff. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it's really it's I know I I'm glad that people enjoyed it. It means that I did my job right. But it wasn't it wasn't sexy at all. So I'm sorry <laughs> to burst any. <laughs> so another person on Facebook, uh, Sarah Jane Acree says, "Will you marry me?" Oh, <laughs> I think we got duplicates of that question too. Yeah, there were many marriage requests, and I I had. You know to... what? It's really fun. I've been I've been getting a few of those. Um, hey. I'm not. I'm. I would like to say thank you. I'm not ready for marriage quite yet. Um, <laughs> but um, you know. Thank you. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> well, Very nice. most of the requests I get are get away from me. So that's pretty flattering. <laughs> Stop pounding. Hey, Ash, get away from me. That's what I get. Um, and I thought it was just the restraining orders. So. No, yeah, you know, womp, womp. <laughs> I know. poor Ash. Anyway. <laughs> um, so a couple years ago when we did our printer interview with you, um, you mentioned that you like to write and you were into poetry and stuff like that. And we were just curious how that's going because the, the whole site is kind of based around creative people and creativity and when you said that we were like okay now we're even bigger fans um so how's the whole writing and creativity thing going it's going good um well i'm still writing the same book so oh. when i took when i took on this thing of writing a book i'm like oh i have all these poems i'm just gonna put them together and it's a book um i realized that there, it's a lot more than just putting poems together that creates a book so it's taken <laughs> a little bit longer than I expected it's but it's been sort of like an evolution um what I had two years ago is it's completely different now it's much better it's more it's it ha- it has more of an overall theme it's the you know the it's it's filled in it's more whole it's not just like it I feel like it's more of like a, a complete story rather than um just a bunch of poems you know awesome. um and uh so yeah it's uh i would say i'm actually about 98 percent done i have Good to That's like, wow mm-hmm. yeah well i have to sit with my editor a couple more times i mean i have i have a beautiful cover i have the whole inside is designed it's it's edited it's everything i just need to like just tweak a couple more little things and just stop writing because that's my problem i write something I'm like oh my god i need to put this in and then i have to like redo the whole book so um but it's it's really great, and I'm really really proud of it. And um, so hopefully soon, you know, I have a little I have a little bit of downtime, you know, between projects there and uh, season two of Package Deal. Hopefully, so I'm gonna have some time to do some other creative stuff. So. You're you're awesome at segues because I was actually gonna ask you about Package Deal. Tell us a, just a Look tiny bit about <laughs> it because um, we don't have that here in the U.S. right now, right? Am I yes. correct? Well, okay. it's actually nowhere yet. It's going to premiere on May, most likely May sixth um, in Canada. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's um, but it's uh, I mean, potentially could be down here too. They're gonna they're marketing it right now and they're selling it. It's a uh, what what the goal was is they wanted to make a, a traditional American sitcom in Canada and make it completely Canadian and and uh, so that's I what love they did. That. And, oh, I <laughs> yeah. love it. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah, it and it it looks it, it it's um so I feel like it's like the Big Bang Theory meets um kind of like How I Met Your Mother sort of thing. Oh, excellent. Um and uh it's very very funny. We have Harlan Williams who's been in who's like half big Dumb and Dumber, oh, yeah. so Mary, like just it's such a long. He's a funny period. guy. He's really He's, funny. I mean, try working with him. I can't. <laughs> and my our characters don't like get along, but I love him in real life. He's so funny. So, so it's cool. sometimes he'll crack a joke, and I'm just like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't. Laugh. <laughs> Great character. Um, and uh, so yeah, we just have an incredibly funny cast. Jay Malone plays another of the brothers, and Randall Edwards um, plays. My boyfriend on the show, and um, so it's about three dysfunctional brothers and the woman who comes between them, and their um, their mother died, uh, their parents died when uh, Danny, who was my boyfriend, uh, was 12 years old. So basically, two other brothers raised him. They're overbearing, they're overprotective, they're crazy in their own right, and uh, so there's a lot of tension, relationships, and 
makes comedy. <laughs> makes that is so cool. Comedy. <laughs> we hope that it makes its way to to us. We do have a bunch of Canadian too. listeners that should, or yeah, Canadian listeners that should check it out as soon mm, as they absolutely, can. Absolutely, yeah, it'll be on City TV, um, most likely May sixth, and uh, yeah, any any news that I have that it's going to be here or where you can see it, I will. I'll definitely let everyone know. Cool, absolutely. awesome, yeah, so awesome, we, so. So just really quick, I just wanted to wish you a happy International Women's Day. Um, <gasps> happy International Women's Day to you, too. Yay! Yay! So, really quickly, do you have any advice for, for women out there trying to maybe do what you do? Um, you know, any any tips just for the regular girl that, you know, wants to get into acting and, and modeling and doing all the cool stuff, writing even? Would love to yeah. hear your advice. Um, you know... It's always sort of like the, oh, be yourself, believe in yourself, you know, all that stuff. It's like that you see that thrown around like all the time. But, you know, I really think that that's what it is. Confidence is everything. And you're um, in believing that you're worth it, that you deserve success or you deserve this. You know, you deserve to go after your dreams and, you know, not to let other things get in your way, whether that's, you know, a friend or a boyfriend or your family. I mean, it's like. You know, you have, I think it's always good to, you know, listen to constructive criticism and, you know, advice from the family. Absolutely. But, you know, when it comes to your heart and what your heart's telling you to do, you just, you know, you just have to do it. And, you know, you're never, you'll never have the chance to do it unless you don't just sort of put yourself out there and maybe you have to sacrifice something. But, you know, if you really want it and you'll go after it, it'll, it'll, it'll all be worth it. You know, I love that. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like a lot of women don't trust their own judgment or don't trust their own desire to succeed mm-hmm. and almost yeah. feel like they shouldn't feel that way because they're women. So I love that advice. I think it's Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's just that you're worth it. You're totally, you're, you deserve it. So go after it, you know? Awesome. That love advice it. applies to guys too. Cause I, I Absolutely. felt, I, I felt inspired. <laughs> International Women's Day. I'm sorry. That's not for you today. It's only for you. <laughs> That's true. You, that you can take that <laughs> advice tomorrow. Tomorrow it'll be, it'll be worth it. <laughs> um, so our, our, uh, nerd appropriate signature question, we asked this of everyone and we actually asked this question to you a couple of years ago, uh, but we're going to ask you again. See if my, uh, my answer's changed. Uh, we'll see if your answer changed. But the question is, um, what is your, your secret nerdy hobby or passion that you're, you're almost too embarrassed to share with everyone, but you're going to share it because you're on our podcast. <laughs> I think I, did I answer last time? I think I answered that I like make, take little videos of my family and edit them and I like you, give them to my family. You actually, I think do you actually remember answering that? That's I think so. That's, that's I what I answered. That's what you said. I think wow, that is what thank you. Said. Yeah, yeah that, that is what I answered. I don't have a good memory. I don't know how I remembered that. But anyways, um, that's a miracle. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, but that's still true, actually. So, But since I've already answered that, let me think of something else. Um, something nerdy that I do. Nerdy that I do. It could uh, be something that you collect, like something you're obsessed with collecting or – Okay, there is something. It's kind of, it's sort of, it's maybe a little on the ADD side, but let's, let's, I'll give it a wing. Um, <laughs> so I have in my apartment in LA, I have uh, just, it was like this big old white wall when I moved in. I'm like, God, I have to do something with that wall. And there's only so much you can do in an apartment. You can't be like painting shit. You know, you can't just be all like, you know, so I'm like, I need to do something that, you know, I, my landlord's not going to like, you know, give me like $2,000 bill at the end of the whole <laughs> thing, like, fix the wall. So um, so what I, I just, uh, I did, it's, well, it's okay. It's not that exciting actually. So I'm making it sound like you guys are like, what is it? And it's <laughs> that's not exactly super exciting, but so it's like, I have, I have this beautiful like artwork in the middle. And then I've literally the last like two years that I've lived there every, like every, like seriously two weeks or whatever, I'll go and I'll like re- rearrange the picture frames and I make sure they're all right. And then like, Oh, one day they're not right. So I'll have to like move them around. And it's <laughs> turned into this beautiful, like everyone walks in the room and goes, Oh my God, your wall is fantastic. So oh, cool. I, ha- I have Love this it. awesome picture frame wall and it's like, it's, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of my little pride and joy right now. So. That's exactly what the answer to this question is supposed it to is. be. So that's is it really? Yes. <laughs> It's whatever you love or passionate about or or almost, like we said, too embarrassed to share, but you did it anyway. It's so. it's, it's super – it's kind of embarrassing because I'm like – I sit there and I'll, I'll like be up at like 3 in the morning with my glass of wine going, no, 
no, that picture's got to go. Like, it's just like, <laughs> a picture. It's not even anything that's, but it's, it's something that I obsess you, over. You don't, like, take a level out and make sure they're all perfect or anything, do you? No, I eyeball uh, it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Has a more natural look that way. Absolutely. It's a little crooked, you know, hey, you know, that's the way it goes. Not everything it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? Very nice. I like it. <laughs> Well, our time with you is almost up, but do you, um, are you going to be at any conventions or anything in the next couple of years or, uh, you know, anywhere um, voting anything? I would love to actually. Um, I don't know. I saw something on Twitter. Someone was wanting me to go to the, the UK comic con or something. Oh, really? Um, wow. yeah, I would love to go. I actually, you know what? I've never really done that. I haven't, uh, other than just promoting some bitch slap stuff at Comic-Con, I haven't really like done the whole convention thing. But I have a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook messaging me and, and asking me to go and would want to see me. So I don't see why not. I should. Um, I would really love to. So um, no official word, I guess, yet. But, yeah, it's oh. definitely something that I want to do. So Yeah, we'll, we'll be at uh, San, Diego, San Diego Comic-Con this year. So hopefully Perfect. we'll be there. Maybe, maybe we'll run into each other. Perhaps. Um, so what else? Do you have anything else to plug before you get out of here and go? On your Friday night, actually, you go out and – is it Friday? Yeah. Yeah. I'm it like, oh, <laughs> go party it up. And or maybe you'll rearrange yeah. your picture frames. Maybe. I'm going to go rearrange my picture frames. I'm still <laughs> – With wine. I got, I got talking about my picture frames, and now I'm just – oh, now I got to go and – Oh, no. <laughs> go, go spend a couple hours on my picture frames. Um, <laughs> uh, let me think. Um, no. Um, what, anything else we did in my book and package deal and – I think that's about it. That's kind of all where, I where can folks find you like on Facebook and Twitter and all that? I'm I'm super simple. I kept it really easy. It's my Twitter is at Julia Voth. My Facebook's at Julia Voth. And uh my Instagram's at Julia Voth. And uh that's pretty much it. So just so, if you just put my name in, I'm sure you can find me. <laughs> well, thank awesome. you so much for hanging out with us. It was an absolute pleasure. And yeah, I'm so maybe happy. Maybe we'll have you back Thanks on someday in the future. What was that? Sorry. I said maybe we'll have you back on someday in the future and you can come hang out and tell us more Ooh. stories. They were awesome. So they were fun. Wonderful. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get a package deal down here too. That would yeah. be I cool. hope so. I really do. I'm really proud of it. It's so funny. It's just uh I had we had such a blast, you know, and um it's it really was. I had the time of my life up there. Shot in Vancouver, so um did in front of a live audience like true sitcom style had oh, 300 awesome. people every week to to perform and play in front of it was just fantastic that's so much fun that sounds like yeah. so much fun mm-hmm. yeah it was it was really really a blast so hopefully right. you know cool well I'm thanks super excited again about your book by the way thank you thank you i'm really excited too and like i said i hope it's not another year like two years from now when we're doing our next podcast <laughs> yeah. talking about the same book <laughs> i will try that not to happen but thank you yes it's acceptable <laughs> we'll forgive you it'll be just such a work of art by then you guys you want to there be you go it'll be a really thick book it'll be a giant <laughs> encyclopedia sized book exactly <laughs> oh that'd be fun you can come and read from it on the podcast that would be great <laughs> just take up like five hours of just reading the poetry absolutely (laughs) excellent (laughs) well thanks again julia awesome awesome. thanks guys thank you so much bye Okay, guys, we are back from our interview with Julia Voth. She was a lot of fun, huh? That was kind of amazing. Yeah, and uh, if you've not seen Project Sarah yet on IGN Start, I encourage everyone to do so because it was it's uh, pretty awesome. It is. It's pretty incredible. It has a. It feels like it has a massive budget when it probably actually didn't have a massive budget. So yeah. I'm really interested to see if maybe it, it it'll go to series or who knows. But it, it has so much potential. And it's shot so incredibly well, and she does such a great job that um, I really, really want to see more of it. So Yeah, it was really, really exciting. Cool. It was really cool that she could be on with us, too. Yeah, and her origin story is pretty incredible. I mean, she, like, you know, shipped out of the middle of nowhere, Canada, on a grain farm <laughs> and then was discovered by Capcom as uh, pretty much a teenager. And, uh, you it's know, cool that on. her family was uh, totally supportive of, of her endeavors and her desire to go do those things, so... Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can kind of see like when you interview people and you can tell when they more than likely had a very supportive and level-headed family because they generally turn out to be 
kind of nice people. <laughs> yeah. And I know that's a horrible generalization, but it's yeah. true. It's like, oh, this person's really nice and they're not pretentious at all. It's like, oh, they probably were raised very well. So mm-hmm. hats off to Julia Voth's family. Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually behind the scenes, nice enough to come back on to record the bumper with us after we forgot to ask. Oh, her yeah, to totally. Do <laughs> yeah, we forgot to ask her for the bumper and uh, we were like, hold on, come back. And she yeah. came back to the bumper for us. So. Super, Super cool. professional, guys. Yeah, you know, we fuck up again now and again. <laughs> <laughs> never just everyday people that's what i'm trying to yeah I'm trying to but say. yeah she's definitely awesome um go check out bitch slap if you haven't seen it um she just actually put out another film called lilith go out and uh, find lilith which is available on dvd now um and follow her on twitter at julia voth she's she's good people she's super friendly and she's the real deal so absolutely cool so that about uh sums things up for episode hey. 97 uh of the rated na podcast thank you guys so much for tuning into our show um we've been doing this for a couple of years and we absolutely love doing it and uh, we love that you guys listen so um you can always find us on the twitter at nerd appropriate where we on the old twitter on the old twitter the old twitter not again oh no <laughs> Uh, you can find us on Twitter at NerdAppropriate, and we will do our best to uh, talk to you if you talk to us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Goodreads, uh, Google+, all just, you know, NerdAppropriate. Look for NerdAppropriate. If you want to email us directly, um, you can email Ash, Matt, Hillary, 1L, or Scott at NerdAppropriate.com, and uh, we will hopefully respond to you in a, in a very timely fashion. Um, our music... Uh, or mainly our theme song is by Big Giant Circles, Mr. Jimmy Hinson. And you can check out his music all over the place. If you do a Google search for Big Giant Circles, he'll pop up. Or you can find him on Bandcamp under Big Giant Circles, and you can buy his music there. He's an incredible composer, and you guys should support him as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will be at PAX, I guess. Next week. week. So um, come find us. Come find us. Around. Two days after you listen to this podcast, we will be at PAX. So yes. um, find us on the PAX floor. Shoot us a, a tweet, and um, we'll come hang out with you. Oh, my uh, God. Guys, thank you so much, and we will see you as soon as we are capable of podcasting. Yay. Yay. than everybody here on the podcast what's your score 17 i think oh yeah i got you beat yeah that's not surprising and all so, of a sudden my voice is all like i got you beat i got you beat what the fuck was that got your boots on